Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. He's an American physician business owner best known for his appearances on Bravo's TV's Married to Medicine series with over 20 years of experience in the medical field and community service and his growing popularity has Dr. Metcalf been sought after for professional opinions on world health issues, lifestyle medicine, lectures, physical health, and preventive medicine, especially in the black community. We'll be discussing his motivation to pursue medicine, the joys and pains of medicine, and his outlets to reduce stress, such as family time, physical fitness, cooking, writing, and live musical performances. Come on now. Please welcome the Money Making Conversation Masterclass, the one and only Dr. Walter Scott Metcalf. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great, Dr. Mr. McDonald. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Now, 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 with the live musical performances, Dr. McDonald, we're going to get right on into it. We'll get right on into it. Will you be introduced as Dr. Metcalf for the live performance down in Orlando on March 25th? Or how, how's the introduction going to be set up? I, I think the way, because my wife is going to introduce me, so I think she's going to introduce me to the world as Doc Scott. She, what, what, I, I probably broke up a little bit there, Doc. What, what you introduce you to the world as who? Doc Scott. Doc Scott. Scott. I love that. Yes, Doc sir. Scott. That's, now, 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 has this been something that I kind of like missed along the way in the series here? Because all it was just, just that, you know, because we, we know you work out because you're in shape. You know, you, you know, you're motivated. You know, you're, you're an entrepreneur. What did the musical side of you start to say, you know, some, I got to start showcasing this. I know it started with the song Lost, which was dedicated to your wife. But how did that come about? You know, I think the musical side of me just woke back up. I, I had it. I always had it as a kid. You know, uh, I was I remember taking piano lessons as a child. And uh, when I got in seventh grade, I, I remember overhearing my wife, my mom talking to the to the, uh, the the leader of the church choir. And she was saying, 
uh, his instructor said that he'll be ready to take over the church in about two years if, if if he keep on learning and playing like he did. And sir, I quit after that. I said, I'm not going to be playing piano in church. Y'all, they take up too much of my time. So, <laughs> so, I so, so you're trying to say you trying to say the church killed your your, your musical dream? Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. Hey, I already was on the usher board, you know, and junior choir, and I was I was already in church two days a week. And I said, man, they're going to have me in church three, four, five days a week, you know, and practicing with three different choirs. You know how it is. Girl. Absolutely. 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 You know, it's really interesting because, you know, as, as I always tell people that, that you know, between the ages of 18 and 24, you know, we are kind of like, um, we're kind of like, uh, you know, ambitious, you know, we are. We we, we, we we see so many opportunities and nobody can tell us anything. We'll we'll chase those dreams. And I always tell people that what you do between eighteen and twenty four, when you get your forties, fifties and sixties, that's what you start really making your money off of. You know, those dreams, those desires, those early passions, you know. So when I when I when I read about this and I saw heard the song and and now read this concert and we're gonna I'm talking to Dr. Scott Walter Scott Metcalf. He's one of the stars from Bravo's TV's Married to Medicine, and we're talking about his singing career right now. And we're gonna talk about his medical career and his entrepreneurship because that's important because it's part of your brand, it's part of your development. But when you see people break out of these sides that you don't see, it's important to know that. That sometimes you have to follow your dreams. That's why I always tell people, don't let nobody tell you what you can't do, you know, because people will tell you that. So when you start pursuing this aspect, the, the naysayers came out, correct, Dr. Metcalf? Oh, for sure. For sure. The naysayers came out, uh, family, friends, you know, and, and definitely social media. You know, the naysayers are always waiting for you. They don't even have to come out. They sitting there waiting to click dislike. So that's how that's how life goes with them. So how do how do you overcome that? How do you because that's what this show is about, because of the fact that, you know, really social media, a lot of people understand this about social media. You know, a like a dislike, a dislike can be a, a form of bullying, especially when you tie a negative comment to it. And then it's tied to people you don't even know. You know, that's the that's the wild part about um, social media. You know, you can get uh, emotional highs from the likes, but then the, the negative comments and the, the dislikes or the ugly emojis can also be uh, emotionally down for you. How do you, uh, in a person who is a professional, you're a professional, you, you, you went to school, you've earned a professional, well-respected respected degree. How do you deal with the fact that sometimes people kind of like disrespect you and actually sometimes don't even believe you're a real doctor? You, you know, I, I guess thick skin and, and intelligence hopefully keeps me away from all the negativity. You know, because one, you, you're not going to scoop down um, you're not to the level that other people are on. So if right. somebody gives me a disrespectful comment, it's just easy to block, delete and move on with my life. And, and you know, say they never existed, basically. So uh, so I, th- I think it's just a level of having thick skin. You know, I'm the youngest of 10 kids and sticks and stones, you know, and, and you know, I, I you know, the, the battles I've been through in my life, uh, negative words could never hurt me nothing from social media and my wife already told me when we first got on the show don't you know i she knew more about reality tv than me i knew absolutely nothing about it didn't care about it you know it and actually you know refused to participate you know the first year that they offered it and so um so she basically told me like you just gotta not read the comments you know yeah 
Yeah, yeah, like like I said, that that's the bully area. That's the area where they they, they attack you on your on your um, on your video. I'm sure on your video, when you, the comments there can like be depressing and and demoralizing because all you're doing is living your dream and you sharing it. And that's what you were doing when you posted your video about your song, your your lyrics and all that. It was just sharing your your a gift that God gave you. Let's go and be real about this. This is a gift I can't sing, Doctor Scott. I can't see. So so you you ain't ever gonna get nothing negative from me. But there are people out there just like me who can't sing but making comments though. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And when you're dealing with that and you got the opportunity now on March twenty fifth, I'm just gonna tell y'all, look, it's so almost sold out, okay, because he's all over his social media. Oh my god, he can't believe the tickets are moving that fast. But he on if I'm if I'm correct, this is who you on the show with. Just some of the stars. Goody Mob, correct. Fantasia, correct. Babyface, correct. Yes. Life Jennings, correct. Life Jennings, yes. Okay, now. Now, the next question I'm going to go, are you nervous? You know what? Right now, I'm not nervous. <laughs> <laughs> My nephew was on the song with me. You know, he's been in entertainment since he was probably eight years old. He traveled the country. Javier Davion. Uh, he he traveled the country playing uh, young Marvin Gaye and my brother Marvin. Uh huh. This young man and he went to Berkeley School of Music. So this young man literally has me practicing with them. We we got a video. This I think it's gonna be very interesting to see this whole journey. Um, you know, in in the near future. But so we're 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 we're, we're documenting everything. But this young man has me in there with them while they doing dance routines, and I'm 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 like Goody Mob on this one. No, I don't dance no more. I'm gonna stand to the side and you know hype up the crowd and maybe maybe move side to side. You know what? But you know, as far as the movements the new young guys are doing, they got they got a routine together. Okay. Oh, so you said that you you don't have no steps. That's what you're trying oh, to say. Oh no no no. Hey, uh, I can two step. We uh, all can two step. <laughs> Come on now, Doc. Now you oh, oh you gonna be old school now. You gonna be old school just stand in one place. You're not gonna you're not gonna break out with no four tops, no temptation moves, none of that. Nope, nope, nope. It's gonna be some side to side. No, 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 no. See, I'm, oh, I'm gonna oh, give him I'm gonna give him something. Okay, I'm talking to Dr. Walter Scott. Then they're gonna be a little bit surprised. Yeah, I'm talking to Walt, Dr. Walter Scott Metcalf from Bravo TV's Married to Medicine. He'd be introduced by Dr. Contessa, his wife, as Dr. Scott, because he will be performing. Just in case you just tuned in, he will be performing at March March 25th at the music festival, Orlando Movie Music Festival. So let's talk about you know the song you dropped. I think the song was dropped in September of last year. Correct. Yes. Okay, cool. So so when it was put out there, what was the purpose of you releasing the song to the general public? The song is called Lost. I think the purpose of the song was really like redemption, you know, because it would really Reality TV, you know, they you if if you make wrong slip, say the wrong thing, they gonna run with it. They gonna run with it, you know, I don't care. Like, you know, you know, or someone else says something about you, they gonna run with it. So reality TV wanted to run with a narrative like you know, like me and my wife, you know, you know, every marriage has problems, but they wanted to act like we had more problems than we did. Right. And they wanted to create more problems for us. And so, you know, I think when I wrote Lost, I was just saying, OK, well, let me, um, you know, as opposed to getting on TV, arguing and talking and, and repeating it, let me make a song. And then if they choose to play it, they'll play it. And fortunately, you know, Andy Cohen, they chose to they chose to play it for the season finale. 
You know? <laughs> so I, I guess they, they understood what I wrote. And I guess it was good enough because they chose it for the season finale. Right. Wow. You know, as, as, opposed, as opposed to women screaming, yelling, and hollering at each other. <laughs> uh, you know, they did that first, and then they, then they brought me up. Absolutely. Well, you know, the interesting thing about it was that um, when, I, when I look at my life, you know, I always look at the things that uh, people have told me what I should do. You know, I used to work for IBM, and when I told people I wanted to pursue a career as a, Steve, uh, a comedian, they looked at me like, why? They looked at me like, who, who? You can't make no money. You can't do that. And and when I hear people, they're not. So when I hear the word haters, people haters is not a, a term that's just been around recently. People have always been discouragers or people always told you what you can't do because people will put you in a box. Now, yeah, the like Bible called them naysayers. The Bible called them naysayers. Right. Haters, naysayers, they the same, right? Right. Yeah. And, and 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 that's the part of this whole conversation because it's a, it's a two part conversation I'm having with you today, because of the fact that you know as an artist and I'm calling you an artist because of the fact that you going on stage people have told you, based on your celebrity status, based on your 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 talent, it's saying that they're going to put you on stage with a baby face on that same stage with Goody Marv on that same stage with Fantasia on that same stage with life. Gen- and I know all these people, all these people are just, you know, they, they got, they got an audience and guess what? You're going to have a fan base coming to see you too. Dr. Scott, how do you feel about all this? I, you know what? I'm excited. I'm excited at this part of my life. You know, um, like I said, I, I love and enjoy being a doctor. And um, but I'm just happy that my my love for music woke back up in me, you know. And you- how? But you say woke back. How did it wake back up in you? How? Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury, with a reveal unlike any other, as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So, buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud, Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less, like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. 
oracle.com slash strategic. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Well, I had um, I had my nephew Javier doing piano lessons for my kids. Okay, at, here at my home, and um, they'd be in there, and then you know we did them on Sunday. So after after they finished the lessons, we go in there and and you know get on the piano. And we start singing old church songs because my kids have never heard the old good Baptist church song. Absolutely, and we uh, and so we get in there, we start singing some old songs, acting silly, and then um. Another friend sent me a beat and it just captivated me. And when Javier was leaving out, I, I had my phone. I had recorded the beat on my phone and I did a little voice memo. And I said, Javier, I like this. And can you can you like go home and sing a hook to me? Can you just go like lost, lost, so lost without you? And, you know, and I said, can you do that hook for me? And then he came back the day with an amazing hook. And I said, oh, okay, well, let me let me, let me me get on the hook and let me write some rhymes with this. And uh, and there you go. Next thing you know, called a friend, and we were up in Patchwork Studios. <laughs> All based on just a, a beat. And then you had the talent to come in and create the hook. Because you got to have a hook in a song. Now, you got you know that hook, you know. Great song. I, I always remember that um, the famous uh, Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes, Miss You. Ooh. Come on, Teddy Pendergrass. Oh, ah, oh, ah. You know, if Teddy Pendergrass wasn't in the background singing that hook to miss you, it, it's not a song. Oh, no, you're, you're absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. And that's why it's the beauty of, of of doing these things and doing these things with a with a dream. And we're talking about a dreamer. We're talking about a person who who sits around and and has looked at his life, like we say we're referencing here, Doctor Scott, uh, Doctor Walter Scott Metcalf. You know, youngest of ten kids. You were born and raised in Michigan, correct? Yes, sir. And uh, as they say, the, the cold state, the Michigan State grad, when we come back, we're going to continue this conversation. I just wanted to start this whole opening half of the show about his career as a, as a, as a live musical performance. When we come back, we're going to talk about why did he get into medicine? What did the entrepreneurial side? Why did he move to Atlanta, this side of the business? And how has being one of the stars on Marriage and Medicine affected him professionally and how he's had to live and deal with this new fame notoriety because there's a difference in being a doctor who's unknown and then a doctor who's famous. Be right back with more Money Making Conversation Masterclass with the one and only Dr. Walter Scott Metcalf. Metcalf. Thank you. Please don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass. Let me tell you about the Money Making Conversations Masterclass hosted by Rashawn McDonald. People always talk about their purpose or gifts. If you have a gift, lead with your gifts and don't let your friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dreams. The interviews and information on his show are for everybody. Don't let change scare you. He's here to educate you because it's time to put your dreams into action. This show Money Making Conversations Masterclass interviews CEOs, small business owners, influencers, and celebrities. They share financial and career success tips with Rushan McDonald.
McDonald, which you can only hear in the Money Making Conversations Masterclass show. Welcome back to the Money Making Conversations Masterclass, hosted by Rashawn McDonald. Hi, welcome back to Money Making Conversations Masterclass. This is your host, Rashawn McDonald. I'm talking to, uh, we just, you just heard it, live performers, music festival in Orlando, Florida, March 25th. He'd be sharing the stage with Babyface. He'd be sharing the stage with Fantasia. He'd be sharing the stage with Goody Marv. He'd be sharing the stage with Life Jennings. He'd be introduced by the one and only Dr. Contessa. She'd be calling him Dr. Scott, the one and only Dr. Walter Scott Metcalf. As we move in your life, being a person who the youngest of 10 kids, can I ask the, your, your, what, what type of careers or lifestyles that your other siblings have? Did they motivate you to pursue a career, an educational career, sir? You know, being the youngest, they motivated me. I had a very supportive family. They motivated me and supported me in everything that I've done. You know, I'm the only one that chose medicine, but, you know, we have, uh, I have an, uh, an educator and counselor, both with PhDs. Uh, I have a, a, a flight sister that was a flight attendant. I have a brother that's an engineer, uh, two brothers that retired from the factory. You know, we were in Flint, Michigan, so mm-hmm. they, that was that was. You know, they were in the factories, uh, McDonald Dairy, two, one sister that retired from the factory, one sister that got an advanced degree as well and went into business and worked for GM. So, you know, pretty much um, my mother stressed education. She's, you know, and uh, she's she definitely stressed excellence in us. And she was in that era where, you know, she moved that moved up here from the south. Mm-hmm. You know, she was the valedictorian of her class. And so. She wasn't dummy, and so she made sure her kids wasn't no dummies. And um, <laughs> and she her 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 she she said because of, of having ten kids that uh that kind of killed her dreams and of going to law school. And so she never uh she never finished her undergraduate degree herself, but you know was super successful as a mom and just just overall great beautiful woman. Well, you know that like my mom like I I come from a big family too. You know, six sisters and two brothers. So I, I can, I can, and my mom was just like your mom, you know, she graduated from high school, very smart, but high school, you know, high school was the highest level of education that she achieved. But, you know, I, myself, I just knew I just wanted to be, pursue a life that was different from where I was living. Cause I lived in the neighborhood, um, you know, well, you know, I, I, my parents, we was in the hood, Fifth Ward in Houston, Texas. And then we moved to the uh, northeast side of Houston, Texas. Basically, I just moved from black people who were struggling to black people who weren't struggling as much. Okay. So, and I knew I didn't like either lifestyle. And so I was motivated to see what was else out there because basically my whole life, Dr. Metcalf, all I saw was black people, my whole life. And so I didn't even know from a standpoint of what that white world looked like until I went to college. And that opened my eyes. When you start making that transition, tell us your background and then also transitioning from that high school world into college. Okay. Well, my, after my father passed when I was five, my mother, um, it was six kids left at home. And so my mother actually uh, decided to leave the city of Flint mm-hmm. and we moved, we moved to a place where her, her and my dad used to vacation, which used to be called the Eden of the North. If you ever heard of Idlewild, Michigan. Mm-hmm. So we moved in and grew up in Idlewild, Idlewild, Michigan, Baldwin, Michigan. And, uh, so that was a pretty diverse community, but it was probably, uh, second to Benton Harbor, the poorest community in Michigan. Uh, and, uh, but, but, you know, but nonetheless, like I say, great mom, she always worked, she always provided, uh, which was awesome. And so I was, I had a really diverse uh, education and uh, diverse friend group growing 
up. And so when I went to Michigan State, there was still a culture shock of coming into a classroom of 300 people. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 nonetheless, but but there was there was, uh, you know, the diversity was was not anything that I had to get, you know, adjusted to, you know, if, if I. Right. So so basically you're saying like, OK, Rashawn, I was I, I had that diverse education. If I had stayed in Flint, it had been a different story. But when she moved me, it allowed me to uh, adjust and allow me to understand another side of life and how to communicate with another side of life. So we went to Michigan State. Other than the massive campus of over 35,000 students, you know, that's my adjustment. Correct. Right. Correct. You know, and coming and, and, you know, like I grew up in the, like the small town. It was not even a McDonald's there, not even a traffic light. So. Good. Yeah, big adjustment. Big Good. adjustment in that manner. So how? Why medicine though? But why medicine? I'm, I, you know, I always, I always like to share personal stories when I talk to people because I, I, I know I can't cut on nobody. I know I can't tell nobody that they're sick. I, I know that. But why medicine? Sir, uh, I think the the power of, of of positive reinforcement. My mother has been calling me. My mother and siblings have been calling me doctor since I was probably since I was walking. Wow. And, uh, I've been saying I was going to be a doctor myself since I was five years old. And I remember in seventh grade, I said, I really would, I really made the decision said I'm really going to be a doctor, you know, and I'm really going to try to get all A's. Uh, I made that decision myself in seventh grade. And like I said, my mother and them, I'm sure she, my mother, you know, she, she said, I know what you're capable of. You know, you really don't need to bring me nothing home more than eight. You don't need to bring nothing less home you know she she just, she just basically said that to me and uh i think uh passing with my father dying you know of of, of a preventable illness was was uh mm. definitely one of the deciding factors in my mind he died of a uh, metastatic colon cancer to the brain and uh just like just like a lot of black men you know he knew he was sick he waited till after christmas to go in you know and that was our last christmas one mm. you know, so uh, yeah, and that, and that was you know five years old, almost six, when he passed away, uh, you know. So uh, all that had all that, um, I'm sure, just in that upbringing, you know. And and then I, I had, believe it or not, I even had a black doctor growing up in that in that small town, and he was a World War II veteran with my father, and he, my father was a medic in World War II. Wow. So there was a there was there was kind of lineage there. Let me let me ask you this because you know you said that about black men, and we hear that a lot in the black community. You know, but we hear two things in the black community. You know, not enough quality health care, but then we hear this story about black men who are don't want to acknowledge they need to go to doctors or don't want to go to doctors. What what creates that, Doctor Metcalf, in our male community? Well, I, I think one um, lack lack of knowledge, you know, of, of of medicine. That's 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 definitely one, you know. And we know uh, the main thing would be our, our healthcare disparities, and a lot of those are created by, you know, lack of access, you know, lack of having representation of of, of having an African American physician, um, you know. Um, you, we, we as African-Americans make up what almost what 12 percent of the population, but yet less than four percent of us are doctors. So that's that's definitely showing that we don't have the representation that's needed. And, you know, ultimately with black men, we know it, uh, it stems from the mistrust of the medical system in, in general. And we, we can't hide the fact that there is trust and there should be mistrust, you know, but a lot along with that mistrust is a lot of misinformation. So, right. you know, I tell people, like, we know about the Tuskegee experiment. We know the atrocities that they committed against our black men. 
and, and black women and black babies because if black men are affected the, the wives are affected so it's not like the men would just walk around with syphilis you know the women were catching it too the babies were catching it and having complications of uh, you know pregnancy and, and 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 giving birth to baby with syphilis so uh, all those healthcare disparities kind of kind of mount up and, and that adds up the apprehension of a black man you know seeking you know to get medical attention you cool. know that mistrust can you know if you don't trust somebody you're not going you're not going to show up that that's absolutely true because you know we walk in there afraid anyway i know i've never walked in a uh, doctor's office confident because i don't know because i i don't know what they might find out about me i don't know for high blood pressure i don't know cholesterol level i don't know you know, I've been, I'm, I, I, you know, I've had a pneumothorax in my life, which means that my lung collapsed while I was just watching TV. I've, I've been diagnosed with uh, cancer, thyroid cancer. So, you know, once you're diagnosed, they might say that you're in remission, but that means that it can't come back. I've been, I've had my uh, gallbladder removed. And so these are things, you know, that have happened to me just in my daily life, my daily, my daily process. And, you know, the cancer was discovered basically through going in there doing exams. If I didn't have these exams, I, Lord knows I may not be talking to you right now because I didn't, nobody wouldn't have had that preventive medicine treatment because I want to talk about that as we close out your interview about what as black people, black men, black families can do in the value of preventative medicine. Um, be advocates for one another. You know, every, everyone in the family should be advocates for one another because my, like I just say, for instance, my, my father died of colon cancer. So I made sure that all my brothers had their colon cancer screening, not at 50, you know, not at 45, but I made sure I said, we, we had a higher risk. You know, our dad died of it. Uncle died of it. So we get our, we all get our colonoscopies by the age of 40. All, mm-hmm. our, all my brothers done it. Mm-hmm. Two of us had, two of us had polyps. You know that you know they say a polyp. If it's a uh, one of the specific polyps, it, that's the type of polyp that can take about eight years to turn into cancer. Mm-hmm. So you know, so having those colonoscopies at age forty, getting those polyps removed, having a follow up colonoscopy five years later, being clear, that's what you do. You know, that's what you do. You prevent that 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 polyp from from growing over a period of eight, you know, up to eight years and turning into cancer. So advocates for one another, educating one another. And one, we just, you know, you, you, you got to find a doctor that you trust uh, and you paying all this money for your health care. All you guys out there with those jobs and benefits, everyone, every, every employee covers uh, one year, your, your annual physical exam. So the minimum you need to do is go get your physical exam every year and your doctor should know what is age appropriate for you. So I have an age appropriate physical exam for my males that are under, un, un, under 12, uh, from 12, 12 to 18, 18, 20, 25 to 35, you know, so I know what needs to be done, what type of tests need to be done when we need to start screening for this, when we screen for testicular cancer, when we screen for prostate cancer, you know, and more importantly, now, you know, we start screening for depression. You know, we got to We got to recognize that this is humongous in our black community. And we got to start screening these kids between age 11 and 13 for depression. Absolutely. I'm talking to Dr. Walter Scott Metcalf. Dr. Walter Scott, how can we reach out to you? How can uh, people who are listening to the show, uh, you know, reach out to you in regards to your business, you know, to be able to schedule any potential uh, sessions with you at your at your at your various uh, business locations? 
they can catch me and my, me or my wife virtually or in person at chastainmedicine.com. Uh, the, the link is right there. You can check. If they, all you have to do is get on the computer, check, go to chastainmedicine.com. You can schedule an appointment, virtual visit with myself or my wife, Dr. Contessa Metcalf. Um, I'm available on all social media platforms. I'm pretty active on Instagram. And I would love for you guys to join me on Instagram at Dr. Scott Metcalf. And, uh, and and Twitter and uh, Facebook is just Walter Scott Metcalf, which is my name, or Scott Metcalf, MD. I appreciate you so much, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Rashawn. I really appreciate you. And we're going to talk soon, okay? All right. I appreciate you. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. There you go. Again, I want to thank all my fans who listen every week to Money Making Conversation Masterclass. I'll be back next Tuesday. This show is just part of the things that I try to do every week, providing information, enthusiasm, and more important, making you believe that you can be great. See you next time on Money Making Conversation Masterclass. Let me tell you about the host of Money Making Conversations, Rushan McDonald. He's a social media influencer. 80% of his 1 million plus social media followers are female. Rushan's a two-time Emmy Award winner, three-time NAACP Image Award winner, sitcom writer, stand-up comic, and former IBM executive. And he has a degree in mathematics. More importantly, Rushan McDonald will interview his business and celebrity relationships to empower you with tips to succeed in your career that you can only hear in the Money Making Conversations Masterclass show. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome.